All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff Podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, jam, stop! Daily Face Off. The Daily Face Off. The Daily Face Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of the Daily Face Off podcast. I am your host, Brock Segan, and with me, as always, we've got Michael Biebs Bondi. How's it going, Biebs? Great. 4-10, bro. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we made it to double digits again for yet another season, so uh, we've surpassed all all expectations. <laughs> good job, fellas. And Dylan D. Berthing, how's it going, D? Chewing good, Brock. Feeling good to be on Episode 4.10 here. 4.10, bro. If you guys had to put a guesstimate on what episode overall we're at, what would you? Th- what do you guys think? Mm, three, five, yeah. Sydney Crosby? 115? Too high. Sydney Crosby. Too low. We're at, I think this is 94 overall. So okay. we're closing. Oh, so I grossly good. overestimated that. We're closing on the big 100. I think for like the 100th episode, Phoenix we should just get Rose. absolutely smashed. Like yeah. shots every three minutes. I think that's what people want to We can to. legally get high too. We yeah. could. Yes. It's all legal now. It's a thing. Except we probably can because I don't think like, I'm pretty sure Canada's already run out of cannabis. Yeah, no. <laughs> you can't get it, but we can legally do it. Yes. So 
Yeah, get it. If we want to wait a month, we can order some. Yeah, we order some now. Well, we still got seven we episodes to go, so like, <laughs> yeah, perfect. We, if we it'll order be in now, two months. We'll get it. Per, right on. It's gonna show up day of episode. <laughs> All right, you heard it. There's. We the might point. as well save it for episode four, season four, episode twenty. Then Which we might as well order Ten. now too. Then, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's gonna take that long. <laughs> True statements. True words that have never been spoken on the Daily Face Off podcast. But we got a busy ass show ahead of us, so let's get right into it. Uh, we're gonna introduce a. A new small segment. Um, it's not really anything too crazy, but it's just since we record these on Monday, it seems appropriate to kind of look back at the, the previous week and talk about the stars of the week. We each have one to just talk about quickly. And sometimes it's going to be the obvious guys um, who are 100% owned and went first overall. Oh, but sometimes it could be a guy you never know that could be available on your waiver wire. So it's just going to spotlight guys that tore it up uh, the week previous. So uh, Beeb, since you were the one that wanted to start this new segment, why don't you go ahead and give us the Beeb Star of the Week? Yeah. So the Beeb's Fantasy Star of the Week for me um, comes It'd from... It'd be weird if it was the Beeb Star of the Week for me. Oh, yeah. So it's it's got to be for you. Yeah, we could, we could keep that label. But um, for me, it, like you said, it could be someone who's 100% owned. It could be someone who probably went second overall, <laughs> like Sidney Crosby. Um, Crosby was being doubted before this week. No goals. People like, oh, he's too old. Over the hump. Comes and plays Connor, drops two, next game, two more, next game after that, one and two. Um, so Crosby absolutely yeah, absolutely dominated this week, five goals, two assists across three games, three power play points, one game-winning goal, and Pittsburgh scored 20 goals in three games, <laughs> combined nuts, eh? 20 goals, so they look like they're rolling right now. Crosby reminded us not to doubt him. Yeah, he's that, my star this week. That's what happens when you hard match Brandon Sutter against City Crosby on home ice. Yeah. Travis Green. That's not even the worst case though. Calgary. <laughs> they, 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 they put up nine against oh, Calgary. Destroyed Calgary. Yeah. And uh, Matt Murray decided to give away the shutout with about two minutes left in that game. So unfortunate. Would have loved that. Class Regardless, um, Sid, he's my star this week. He came back and uh, five goals. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I played Matt Murray in DraftKings that night. I'm like, well, at least I know I'm getting the win. Shutout would be awesome. And then he's just like, nah. 9-1. 9-1. But, uh, D, who's your star of the week? Miko Rantanen. Woo! his boy. My Beeb star of the week. I was going nuts <laughs> on Twitter. Three that. goals, four assists in four games last week. Highlighted by a four-point night against the Sens. Bringing him up to 21 points in 12 games on the season. Leading the NHL in points. Miko Rantanen. Hell yeah. I'm in a league where some of the people aren't like as knowledgeable, obviously, as us. Because... Who is? But the best kind of the I got, I got uh, <laughs> in that league. I got McKinnon. I think in like the late or early second round, and then uh, ran in, in the late third. And there was somebody in the Rich. league who was just like, "Oh my God, like, who's Michael Randon? Like, what did you?" Bro. I was like, "Bro, he got 84 points last year, and I have him with McKinnon." And I was watching. They're that just absolutely studly with a bunch of people who never watched studly. Colorado. And I've been watching that game, the Friday night game. And my my one friend looked at me. He was in a keeper league with us, and was like. I now get why you've kept Brandon for two years, yeah. <laughs> which it has been two years of just deserve and keep it. And yeah, and they they dominate always. Like I was popping off because I had a few beers in me, but um, <laughs> but it was a deserved yeah. pop off. They were uh, Ottawa was actually out playing the crap out of them early, and then they well just because when their other three lines are on the ice, yeah. they're not a very good team. Mm-hmm. And they scored five straight. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, it's uh, all with the first line. Love me some Chris Tierney though. Yeah, Tierney's having a great year. Yeah. I, Fantasy sleeper. Yeah, you called no, it. Well, he scored 17 goals on the Sharks' third line last year, right? He's mm-hmm. playing 20 minutes a night in Ottawa, yeah. so not the best player, but he's going to produce with yeah. that kind of usage. Yep. Uh, my f- 
Star of the week is Philip Forsberg. Uh, Forsberg had a great week, scoring a goal in each of his three games, including a hat-trick on Saturday. Uh, Forsberg had five goals and one assist total in three games on the week. Gives him 14 points, 10 goals, four assists in 11 games this season. Um, some of these guys we're going to talk about a little bit more in depth later in the show. But for now, let's get to the, some of the biggest news in the NHL right now. Austin Matthews will miss at least four weeks we're with a shoulder about any, injury. Something else? Any, anything else? Austin Glass. Glass. <laughs> Austin Glassius. It's hard to, hard word to say. Yeah. Um, but Matthews no, no, will miss again four weeks with Doesn't shoulder really injury. Either. <laughs> Got absolutely crunched by Jacob Truba and skated off with a shoulder injury. I guess the good the news. Opposite shoulder. As yeah. The good news is I guess that it is not the same shoulder. Which, yeah. but I mean, no, that's it, not good news. I mean, it, I don't know. Is it good news? It's just not good news. Now they're just both mangled. Like, yeah. Before you can at least, you know, let's. Let's let him hit my left. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's just a separated shoulder, right? Yeah. yeah. Which and probably, I think you should be able to shine some light on this. He's definitely going to miss four weeks. Because <laughs> mine's still not 100%, and it happened like six weeks ago. Same so mods. I don't know if you get the same medical attention that Austin Matthews Pro- I'm going to guarantee same that Same athletic I- builds. Yeah. I've done probably zero rehab. Um, <laughs> he's going to be doing it every day. Austin but no, the separation. But no, I, I would be shocked if it's close to that four weeks. Normally, it's like four to six weeks mm. with a separated shoulder. Uh, they didn't give that timetable. They just said at least four. But I'm assuming it's going to be closer to six weeks because, as that. we've seen with the Maple Leafs, uh, you know they're going to be super cautionary uh, with Austin Matthews anytime he's out. They want to make sure he's back 100% health as long as it's in the regular season, of course. Uh, so yeah, pretty disappointing. I think his shots it's at terrible. a hard trophy are pretty much shot at this point. Uh, you know, 50 goals probably goes out the window mm-hmm. too. A lot of stuff. That's what I that's what I tweeted out today. I was like, it's. Uh... This gives like my projections for Austin Matthews a chance of being kind of close to right because now he's going to end up with forty instead of sixty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but now we have to hear Austin Matthews was on pace for seventy um, goals. I think it was Jonas Siegel today. It was like, oh, he's on pace for like seventy-five uh, goals and one hundred and twenty points. I was like, okay. That for four weeks. I'm like, he hasn't had a point in four games. Let's chill, let's cool it a does little. Does this maybe force the Nylander hand more? Um, gives some leverage. Definitely gives them some leverage. I like the Nylander camp, but I mean, it, it's still only For four purposes. weeks. People got to be jumping because you've been holding this guy pissed off. Yeah, I think it definitely helped. Like, it doesn't hurt Nylander's case. Yeah. Um, I like it. Obviously, pushes Dubis's hand. I think it all depends how the Leafs do. So he missed twenty games last year. They were eleven seven and two. If they can keep winning games without him. It doesn't really matter that much. They didn't have Paneras last year either. No, exactly. And if they're losing... If they're losing games, then... He pushes his hands. But, uh, so how does this affect the Maple Leafs lineup? Uh, obviously, Nazem Kadri is going to move up into the second line center role. Um, he's going to play with Mitch Marner and Patrick Marlowe to start. Uh, and that line was really good together. I tweeted it out earlier um, today. They were a pretty high event line last year when they were together almost, uh, I think, 400 minutes together. It's Maple Leaf hockey. Yeah, and uh, they're pretty good. So that that's, you know, they should be fine as a second line now uh, with Matthews out. Tavares will play with Kasperi Kapanen and Zach Hyman on the first line. Uh, the real issue is how thin it leaves them um, in the bottom six. Now you've got Par Lindholm and Frederick Gauthier as your um, third and fourth line center for now. It's just hilarious how you can go from being just like Roll one of players. the deepest teams in the NHL to just, I mean, you lose your one of your best, best players. I think, the best. I think we said this last year. It's, it's just crazy. Yeah. Quote for quote, it's crazy how you could go from being one of the strongest teams to like when Matthew yeah. went down. I mean, it's just crazy well, how much it same, affects your team. the same thing happened to the Pens, right? If yeah. Crosby or Malcolm went down, you got Broussard moving up the line. Yeah, we're like, oh. All of a sudden, you got Riley Sheehan centering the third yeah. line. Oh, yeah. exactly. It's just crazy, though, too, like how big of a difference it is when it's a center. Yeah. Like, when you lose a center versus a winger, it's just devastating in yeah. the lineup. Um, 
So I guess the real thing, we'll talk about a little bit uh, the Maple Leafs first, and then we'll talk about some waiver wire pickups to replace Matthews for Matthews' owners. Um, obviously, Nazem Kadri sees quite a bump here. He was off to a slow start, very similar to what he did last year. Um, slow start, but he's starting to pick it up here again. So he sees a big fantasy boost. Uh, I tweeted it out again this morning, but I can't remember. I think he had like eight goals and 14 points in the 20 games where uh, Matthews was sidelined last year. Mm-hmm. I think obviously having Tavares this year will help a little bit as well to keep some attention off of him. Um, still on the top power play unit. Kasperi Kapanen moves to the top power play unit in Matthews' yeah. spot. So that Interesting because he wasn't even on the second unit. No, it, crazy. <laughs> um, but that'll help obviously boost his steadily growing value as yeah, well. it's already there. Yeah. yeah, and I think playing with Tavares and Hyman helps too. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, for whatever it's worth, I, I do think it's a better spot than Matthews and Marlowe. Not much, but I do think it's a better spot. Yeah. Hyman's proven to be a very capable possession player and get the puck to the right guys. And Kapanen, you know, go to the, goes to the right spot, has a good shot. Gets done. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting, though. So if you're a Matthews owner, obviously you're looking to put this guy in the IR and pick somebody up. And even if you're not a Matthews owner and maybe you're looking at dropping uh, one of your underperforming centers or forwards, here are some centers primarily that are going to be Available in a good chunk of leagues that we think you should be targeting right now. So, uh, Biebs, we'll start with you. Which guy on the wire are you looking at uh, right now if you're a Matthews owner? Nico Heischer out in um, out New Jersey land. 56% owned currently. So this will be a little bit for the, the less deep leagues there. Um, but at 56% owned, um, I'm on it. it kind of blew my mind when I read it. Guy's got three goals, five assists, and three power play points to start the year. Um, out in New Jersey, and the thing about that is he's on the top line with Taylor Hall, and they're kind of just running with him together. Kyle Palmieri is and those are fire. Oh, Kyle Palmieri's scoring goals oh. on every shot he puts towards the net. <laughs> Guys throwing backhanders from the blue line. They're going top shelf. Anyways, um, Nico Heischer, he's a great fill-in, plays strict center, which is kind of his knock, and I imagine why he's probably 56% owned. Yeah. But um, this is a guy who's getting better every single game. This is year two after a 20-goal campaign, 20-32. and 32. Which is not bad and absolutely rosterable. So if you can uh, pick him up now, I absolutely believe he can push 60 plus, um, especially playing alongside a Hall. And we've seen if, if Paul Mary can stay hot, which is just not going to stay at that pace. But um, but it is a good still hot. Though. It's it still is a good, good score. It's an early sign that that I like, and it, it does seem like he w- he's given been given the reins as top center in New Jersey, and uh, yeah, good pickup right now. Yeah, I mean and. Obviously, he's a strict center, but that's what we're looking exactly. for right now. Yeah. If you're a Matthews owner, you're trying to plug replace him. Right I mean, hole, yeah. a lot of teams, too, have center depth, I'm sure, yeah. um, that they can plug into somebody that they drafted uh, that's sitting on their bench most days. But still, um, you know, now you're looking for another ball in your roster. And then one thing, it always sucks, obviously, to lose a guy of Matthews' caliber, but it is nice to be able to go out and get some of these waiver wire guys who you m- might have had your eye on and let them sit in. I don't, on your yeah, bench for four like weeks, it. and then yeah. that way you can just then make a, a smarter decision in a month of who you want to keep and who you want to drop, and it could end up making your, your lineup stronger. I mean, if you're going to lose Austin Matthews for a month, I'd rather be in late October than um, you know February, March. For mm-hmm. sure. But uh, D, who are you looking at on the waiver wire right now? Uh, Alex Galchenyuk, 46% owned in Yahoo Standard Leagues Love right now. Love it. Galchenyuk made a season debut last Tuesday against the Blue Jackets after missing the Coyotes' first seven games with a lower body injury. And he returned on the top line alongside our boy, Clayton Keller, and is expected to stay there for the foreseeable future. Uh, I think they're pretty confident with Roland Galchenyuk and Stefan as their one and two centers right now. 
I really do think it seems like they prefer Keller out on the wing. Yeah. Uh, obviously a lot more productive up there, still capable of carrying play on the outside. But Galchenyuk's picked up two assists in three games. He's played 15 minutes and 55 seconds a night. Uh, he was already due for a bounce back season before he moved to Arizona, where we assume he's going to you know, play a larger role than what he uh, did in Montreal. He's always been a strong shooter, career 12.4%. Uh, he scored just 19 times on a career high, 213 shots last season. That's 8.9%. Uh, so you expect that to jump back up. And he also had an abysmal on-ice shooting percentage of 5.5%, which limited him to just 51 points last season. Uh, but he did prove, those all at 5v5 statistics, he did prove last year he can be productive on the man advantage when he gets the opportunity. Picked up 9 goals and 15 assists on the power play. The Coyotes power play needs uh, a spark in the worst, ra- worst way right now. Excuse me, And Galchenyuk is the obvious answer. Uh, Arizona's power play is ranked dead last in the league at 10.3%. I think you can expect Galchenyuk to be heavily featured on their top unit moving forward. And as long as he gets the uptick and ice time that he deserves, there's no reason to think he still can't top 55 points this season, assuming he's a little more fortunate with his shooting percentages. He's currently owned in 46% of Yahoo leagues, like I said, and he carries dual eligibility too. He's not just center, carries left wing as well. Um, so I think even if, uh, regardless of the injuries that have happened, uh, once this guy gets five, ten games under his belt, I think his own percentage is going to climb up yeah. either way. Um, and yeah, like, he I, was someone where when the season started, they started slow, and people were like, "Oh, we thought they were going to be a, a team that would surprise or not surprise us, but kind of coming to the gate hot this year." People expected a lot more out of him. Um, not having him there to start. And yeah, exactly. People forgot this is your top center. This is the guy they're going to lean on. It's just like Austin Matthews yeah. being on Phil East right now. Exactly. Suddenly they're a yeah. way worse team. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's the same thing. It's same thing on an Arizona scale. Yeah. I guess. So. But, yeah. but yeah, and like I, I really do think he's going to see more than sixty minutes. A night. I was just going to say he's that really I think good. that you know he's you know it's his first couple games of the year, still got to get back in shape a little bit. Yeah. And I think that as he gets healthier, yeah, those, and he's new to the team too, right? You got to yeah. earn the coach's trust in certain situations and shit like that. And you know, the last few years Arizona's kind of rolled their top three lines pretty fluidly. They haven't really given that much ice time to the top line, aside from Derek Stepan, but that's more because he sees time in all situations. Uh, I think this year you're really going to see kind of a top six emerge in Arizona with Galchenyuk and Stepan setting the first two lines. Uh, so, yeah, expect his ice time to climb. Like I said, I think 55 points, even though he missed seven games already, is more than doable for him, which is super rosterable for a guy that carries left-wing eligibility as well. Mm-hmm. Who you got, Brock? Um, I just wanted to point out, too, I noticed this morning, um, we were just talking about guys with dual wing – or dual – Position eligibility and Steven Samkos actually got right wing eligibility oh, this morning, so that's a oh, it's really big for for Samkos uh, yeah. owners. Um, and that's on Yahoo. I don't think he has it on ESPN yet, um, but Yahoo, is, yeah, that's huge. Is on the ball. Uh, my guy that I'm looking at to pick up right now is Mika Zibanejad, uh, 58% owned. So again, he's up there a little bit, but uh, probably up there a little bit because I talked about Zibanejad a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's continued his strong yeah, play right? since then. Zibanejad has five goals, four assists to give him nine points in 11 games this season. Zibanejad is averaging 4.18 shots per game. uh, By far career high, thanks to a new career high of 20 minutes and 51 seconds time on ice per night, which is more than three minutes than his previous career high. Um, If you do the math, 4.18 or 4.2 shots is so impressive that puts him on pace for 343 shots, which would have ranked second to only Alex Ovechkin in the NHL last season. Uh, 25-year-old shot at 11.4% in his first 420 career NHL games. So, 
Again, if we, if we do the math here, and he shoots 343 shots at 11.4%, that gives him 41 goals. Woo! And this guy's sitting on the waiver wire in 42% of Yahoo leagues right now. Uh, to make Zibanejad's start even more impressive, though, he's also on pace to tie his previous career high of 30 assists despite just a paltry 6.5 on ice shooting percentage. That should climb closer uh, to 8% as the, as the season progresses, obviously. Um, probably not a guy that's going to carry a super high on a shooting percentage uh, this season just because of how um, not talented that roster is around him. But I think, obviously, you could expect uh, that on ice to climb closer to 8 than 6.5. Uh, so Mika Zibanejad's a guy that I'm absolutely targeting. And again, I just can't believe 42% like on, ice, on yeah, pace with 343 shots. It's crazy. Um, strict center, uh, but still. It's gotta be it. You gotta be adding this guy right now. Like those numbers are ridiculous. Yeah, that it's nice to see him still building on a shot total too, because last year's the first year he went over two hundred shots. He had two hundred and twelve. Uh, and he's played three minutes more yeah, night this year. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's proven that he's gonna shoot not a crazy high percentage, but consistently into the low teens. Yeah. So like you said, if he can uh, keep it up, you know, even get north of 250, 30 goals is almost a yeah, lot. Great now he's on place with three fifty. Yeah. So I mean anything even remotely close to that should easily turn into a 30 to 40 goal season for yeah. this kid. Yeah. The assist might not be there just because the Rangers are terrible. The power play is going to be bad. All but he, I think you can still trust him to get to 30. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, if he get be... if he gets, you know, 35 goals, he makes him a lock for 60 points even yeah. at that point. Uh, but he had more goals than assists last year. I think it's going to trend that way again this year, just given how bad the Rangers are. Yeah. And, I mean, getting a 35, potentially 40 yeah. goal score, I mean, that, I, yeah. it's crazy. As long as you play with Crider. Like, I mean, they get so much worse when they're away from each other. They play really well Speaking together. Speaking of which, they were not together at yeah. practice today. Yeah. Uh, Troubling. Zibanejad skated with Vladislav Nemestikov yeah. and Matt Zuccarello, Chris Crider. Not, not the worst spot. <laughs> not terrible. But... Uh, I mean, if obviously you, it hurts Kreider more two, than Zibanejad. Yeah, you yeah. had to pick two other players in that roster for him to play with. It's probably them two. Yeah. Maybe Buchnevich. Uh, yeah. Uh, Beebs, who else you had on the waiver wire? For my second pick, I just wanted someone who was uh, oh, probably a little bit less owned in deeper leagues there. Um, and uh, someone who gets top six minutes as well as power play minutes. And for me, it's uh, 23-year-old Jonathan Drouin. 46% owned in Yahoo leagues, which is actually higher than I expected. Um, but for me, Duran is, um, he's, it looks like he's kind of starting to get more comfortable in Montreal after a pretty rough year a year ago where he was a minus 28, only 46 points, 13 goals. Um, but year before that, he had 21 goals, 32 assists for 53 points. That's, um, let's talk about that with T-shirt saying that I, I like those numbers. I would roster those numbers. So if he can get to that point as someone who's just filling in for Matthews for this time being he's in a great spot on the top power play um, he's already he already has five power play points um, through the first ten games obviously going to slow down the guy's not going to put up 40 power play points but again 23 years old he's someone who seems like they've been in this league forever who's actually just kind of continuing to grow and I, I, I see him I, I like what Montreal has there I didn't like it at the beginning of the year I still don't love it, but um, it's definitely better than I expected. That first line's awesome. It's sweet. It's yeah. it, he's very, not on the first line, but very yeah. exciting to watch. The, yeah, uh, do, yeah he's with Domi and Lekin right I now. I put them as like a one B line there, line. the Domi Lekin. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they they've been solid. Obviously, Domi's playing really well. Uh, like yeah, Gallagher, Dano, and Tatar have just been dominant at five v five together. Like absolutely ridiculous. Some of the best five v five possession numbers so far. Tatar has always been a five v five stud, and yeah. Gallagher's great too. Like they're yeah. just yeah. yeah. And Dano is just a solid two way forward. Tatar's right? still there. Grab him before. Yeah, but doesn't I'm have just the other, mention him again. But yeah, yeah. Dano doesn't have the you know typical yeah. offensive upside of a first line center. Sean Tierney, who tweets out all those amazing charts. 
Yeah. We did have one today. At and it was just charting like, hockey? Yeah. It Nailed was just it. like all these, uh, boom. You know, like it was pretty much every single player in the league, and he always kind of groups it as, you know, the good, bad, lucky, all the right. different quadrants. And like one of the best forwards in the NHL uh, so far this year is, is Thomas Tatar. Yeah. And, and, and the caption was just like that Thomas Tatar with the. I don't know. <laughs> but he's just, maybe he's worth just, three he's draft picks good, good yeah. and meme. not worth letting him walk. Good verbal no, meme, he, Hey, yeah, it was a bit of a... Not a good move by Vegas, but... Uh, I know I was a little bit surprised he just couldn't crack that lineup last year. I mean, like, obviously, yeah. as a Wings fan, I was I was a little bit he sad to see him go. Yeah, there was silly coaching, but... As a Wings fan, I was sad to see him go, but at the same time, for three picks. Like, yeah, how sad you. could you be? One, two, three. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but, uh, D, who are you picking up? Kyle Turris, 18% owned in uh, Yahoo Standard Leagues right now. Um, Turris only carries center eligibility, which limits his value. Uh, but I think a lot of people who are kind of, especially, you know, Matthews owners, they got that extra roster spot now. There's probably, might not be anyway, uh, a, a guy that's a very obvious pickup to hold on to. So you're going to want to look at maybe streaming a roster spot uh, and getting spot starts kind of as the week unfolds. Yeah. Maybe target uh, the categories that you need if you're in a Cats League. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think Torres, uh, as far as that's concerned, makes for one of the best spot starts night in and night out. Uh, these guys that are normally available on the wire, like I said, available in over 70% of Yahoo leagues. Picked up 13 goals, 29 assists, and 65 games for the Preds last season. He's off to another productive start this year. Two goals, six assists through Nashville's first 11 games. He unfortunately doesn't see power play one time, but he is on one of the best lines in the league at 5v5. Yes, that's right. Nashville, too. Dominant line and even strength. Over the last two when seasons... When Fiala plays there. Yeah, yeah. Over the last two seasons, Kyle Torres, Craig Smith, and Kevin Fiala have averaged 34 scoring chances per 60 while surrendering just 23 to their opposition. Those are dynamite, uh, dominant possession numbers. <laughs> dynamite, dominant. Dynamite. It was like a comma, you know? Yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> comma. Yeah. Uh, Fiala has bounced around the lineup, as Brock alluded to with his little cut in there. Uh, but he should be back <laughs> on that second line before too long. Three of them have played over 625 minutes together at 5v5 since Torres was acquired from the Senators last season. So while he doesn't see as much power play time as he'd like, uh, his line is strong enough to generate quality scoring chances night in and night out with even strength, which is why, like I said, he makes one of the best available spot starts on any given night. And even though he is tied to that second unit, it's a very capable second unit that still sees uh, you know more run uh, than a usual <coughs> second power play unit would. It features Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis on the blue line uh, with Torres Fiala and Nick Benino up front. Uh, just you know to further break that down, Ryan Johansson, uh, obviously heavily featured on the Predators' top unit, leads all Nashville skaters with 41 power play minutes. Uh, but Torres isn't too far behind at all with 30 power play minutes. So they play more than most second units. It's almost mm-hmm. an even split. Well, because those defensemen are so good. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, But, you know, Turris is the best forward on that second unit. Yeah. So he's going to continually uh, rack up. He's, I'm not going to say it's essentially like being on a first unit, uh, but it's as bit of a good of a situation you can be on a second unit. He's, he's kind of gone, like, forgotten because, like, he was actually really serviceable when oh, he was yeah, in Ottawa. Big time. And... People kind of just like now that he's there, it's like he's playing second fiddle to like a Forsberg and Johansson, but he's yeah. still really good. And like, and he's if like, anybody... he doesn't rack up a ton of goals either, no. but he's an excellent source of assists. Yeah, like thirty-five. Yeah, assists, twenty goals yeah. is like a. Lot and he, like, he's honestly like he's one Ryan Johansson injury away from being like an absolute mm-hmm. must-own in fantasy yeah. and a point per game threat if he was playing with Forsberg and Arvidsson. Yeah, like a it'd be like a twenty-sixty kind of thing, but still. Um, but yeah, I, I just think you know even as it is right now, uh, he's very productive playing just sixteen minutes a night. Like I said, that power play unit plays more than the, more than most second units. I think that combined with his dominant play at 5v5 makes Turris a viable fantasy option moving forward. Like I said, especially as a spot starter, if you're looking at streaming a roster spot for the time being. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, if you watch mine and Dylan's uh, DFO show 
uh, from Daily Fantasy, you know that we are big fans of um, Nashville too. Sometimes they don't always shoot as well, but they uh, they do. The chances are always there. Yes, um, just... and I was just gonna. I tweeted out today. I was busy on Twitter today, but um, with when Turris and Smith are with Two games Fiala, yeah. Happen. Yeah. Easy on yeah. When Turris and Smith are with Fiala, uh, quickly they average thirty four scoring chances, four per sixty, and twenty three against. Yeah. Without Fiala, twenty six four and thirty against. So yeah. they're a much better line with Fiala's there. Yeah, but they also it's a pretty small sample size without Fiala because, like yes. I said, they played over six hundred minutes to three of them together, so it hasn't been a whole lot of time with just Turris and Smith. No, they're just punishing. Um, they're just punishing. But yeah, I mean, it's just Fiala, right? in my point of view. I'm sure in your you guys' point of view too. The difference between the Predators' sixth best forward and seventh best forward is pretty drastic. So I think yeah, if Fiala's not in that spot, yeah. uh, it really hurts them, especially when they play their three big guys together. And Nick Benito's just been an team. absolute shit show this year. Like yeah. he's just been terrible. Yeah. So. Well, I think he's fine. They're just overusing him, to yeah. be honest. Um, let's keep going here because it was funny. I was we keep asking everybody to head to iTunes and give us some you know some kind words, we got some. reviews, and we did, and we appreciate the people that came out. But the one constant positive was how uh, they liked the length of all of these shows and by the way that we're moving through this one it seems yeah. like it could be our longest one in a long time so chugging. let's start ripping through here uh the last forward that we're going to talk about is Bo Horvat 50% on another guy uh, that I've always been high on and I talked about a couple weeks ago uh when Brock Besser and Elias Pettersson were out Horvat stepped up now has seven goals and nine points in 12 games this season Horvat is averaging 2.3 shots per game uh putting him on pace for a career high 193 shots Still not super fantastic, but uh, you know, close to 200 is always fine. Uh, right now, he's game with some below-average wingers, but the Canucks are without Sven Barchi, who's in concussion protocol, and are still kind of trying to figure out what to do with this lineup. Uh, you know, Elias Pettersson's still only played six games for this team. Uh, his absurd 25% shooting percentage is going to come down, um, but even still, with his career shooting percentage, he is on pace for 25 goals. Um, and we've seen this guy put up over 30 assists um, a couple seasons in a row. So yeah. a guy that could you know, easily be, I had him as a 30-30 candidate coming in. I still think that he could definitely get there, especially you know the Canucks are another one of these teams that are looking a little bit better than some yeah. expected them to. A lot um, of it better than some of them. So I think that you know, if Horvat, uh, or sorry, if his advantage ad isn't there, Horvat's a guy I'm looking at. Same goes for all the guys you guys just talked about as well. Uh, obviously, the Austin Matthews injury is huge. Um, there's another pretty big injury to uh, to talk about, and that's Victor Hedman. It's not as uh, concrete as Matthews being out at least a month. Uh, right now, Hedman is for Still sure going to miss the next two games. It looks like he's almost certain to miss at least the next four games. Um, that's all they've really said about it uh, now, or for now. So, um, quickly, all that really means for... Lightning is Ryan McDonough is playing on the top pair with Anton Strawman. They're yeah. going to see 20 to 23 minutes a night, and huge minutes. And Mikhail Sergachev, wins are alert. Wins are alert. There it is. Is on the top power play unit. So, Just waiting. Both of those guys in the short term, in this week, uh, you know, if you have an IR plus spot uh, to put Hedman on I, and those guys are available, I would be trying to add. Um, one or both of those guys. I think they're both really good pickups. McDonough and um, Sergeyev. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but we have some other defensemen uh, yeah. to talk I about. Sergeyev's like seventy-seven yeah. percent on. Yeah. I was just on that note too. In deeper leagues, I think you can even take a look at Strawman, especially if you have hits or block shots in your league, because uh, he's going to rack that up for the time yeah. being. Because like Brock said, he's going to see minutes in the low twenties consistently as long as Hedman is out. Classic Strawman. Yeah. Not a lot of offense upside there, but deeper leagues or uh, you know non-standard cats. 
definitely holds some value. McDonough's sitting at 54% right now, um, averaging 22 minutes a night on the season. So he's going to see some massive minutes. And he, people kind of forget just how good he was with the Rangers. It sucks he's not on the top power play unit here, but he's still going to see, yeah, similar to like Kyle Terrace, they have a really good second unit yeah. as well. Um, and McDonough will will reap some benefits here in the short term while um, Hedman is out. But let's talk about some other defensemen. Biebs, we'll start with you. Let's roll through these guys. Yeah, so since this can be a very short injury, um, or it could be long, but for now, um, 14% owned Neil Poink out in New York. Um, New York's kind of a disaster on the back end, um, which bodes well, <laughs> they for, sure are. bodes well for random people like Neil Poink. Poink! Um, he's got five power play points. Pionk or Poink? Who knows? Is it Pionk? I don't know. I'm spelled like Pionk. I'm looking at. I'm looking yeah, at. Wait till it's, I try to say it's mine. P I O N. Yeah. No. I know. I uh, killed oh, it a couple yeah. weeks ago. But um, he's got I... he's got five power play points, which is actually yeah third best among D men um in all the NHL right now. Um, uh, six total points. They're all apples, which might kind of you know keep people's eyes away from him. But he does. Uh, he is. He's kind of the he's the power play quarterback um in New York, and if he likes Abinajad, who's going to shoot the puck a million times. Our boy Poink or Pionk. 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 He's gonna. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're regressing Pionk. in your ability to pronounce this word. Neil Perk. Um, no. It's uh, <laughs> called Neil. Yeah, just Neil. He's Neil. So it's um, called Pink. Neil, number one uh, in New York. Um, he's gonna destroy your plus minus. He's a minus six. So <laughs> one thing that Hedman might have helped you with a ton. He's gonna absolutely regress. But um, for someone that you could pick up if you in, in super deep leagues or if you need someone who's getting power play time now. Um, he makes a nice look, at least for now. Um, he's looked quite well. In the I'm going to create fantasy leagues that do not have plus minus and like They're incorporate like plus, like Corsi four. Like that should be the new stat. Like there needs to be like a just Corsi the average. Yeah, just a cor- or just like Corsi four, Corsi gets Corsi differential. Yeah, that needs to be like the new stat or just like something else. Like plus minus is just. I mean, it is put fair when you play for the Rangers. Yeah. Shots well, shots is great. always a, that's always a go to. I would love to see them put shots in over hits in the standard leagues. But it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Hits is so stupid. Yeah. So dumb. I just hate when somebody picks up like Radko Gudis and it just like wins him a week. Yeah, he just picks up twenty hits. I like even if you're get, make it block shots more overheads. Yeah, yeah. no so reason dumb. a body bang should be worth anything in fantasy, no, especially with how inconsistent. That's why DraftKings is so great. Yeah, especially in New York Islanders point score guys giving Cal Clutterbuck like three hundred on the year. Yeah, and then somehow their next highest guy is out in New York Islanders too. So all right, we're getting off topic. We got to roll through this. What yeah. do you got? Keep going there, D. Okay, ready? Yep. Henri Yoki Haru. Did I say that right? Yeah. Better than me with blank. Right? Right? It's Henri too, right? I think it's probably Henry, yeah. but... Well, it's Henri. It's, it's spelled like Henri. He's foreign. It's spelled with an I. That's Henri. He's foreign. Who's <laughs> foreign? The soccer player? <laughs> Yoki Haru was selected by the Blackhawks 29th overall in 2017. He's been productive through the first 12 games of his career. No goals with 7 assists in 12 games this season, along with 36 shots on goal. Three shots a game. Great production for a blue liner. That pace already two games would have been the fifth most in the league last year. Among NHL defensemen. Yeah. Uh, his average time on ice is currently sitting at 21 minutes and 9 seconds. That is trending up. Played over 24 minutes in the Hawks game against the Oilers on Sunday. He's seen some power play time already this season, but is fourth among uh, Chicago defensemen in power play time right now behind Keith, Seabrook, and Eric Gustafson. They just keep rotating that shit. Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah. So it certainly seems like Yogi Haru uh, possesses more offensive upside than any of those guys at this point in their careers. He should see more power play time moving forward, which obviously only boosts his upside. He's worth an ad right now. Uh, you know, if you are weak on the blue line or just in deeper leagues, of course, obviously, if you have had been out too, he's posted a 56.6 Corsi for this season, 6.3% uh, Corsi relative. So you should continue to get plenty of opportunities to pile up the shots at even strength. They'll start going in eventually, but I, I think the assist should keep around half point per game regardless. So um, a guy who, you know, 
after the first week or so, maybe we're looking at him as an option in keeper leagues. Uh, I think he's a legitimate uh, rosterable blue liner and redraft leagues. I talked about him the first se- show of the season. Told people to pick him up. Did you call him Henry or Henry? I definitely called him Henry, or I probably just Yoki Haru, but I bet you it's Henry. <laughs> the boys yeah. call him Henry. Though. Either way, uh-huh. <laughs> that's how it works. The boys call him Henry. My pickup is Shea Theodore, thirty-seven percent owned. Theodore uh, has. Where is it? She. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's Shea Theodore. Uh, he's had an unquestionably slow start uh, to the season, but is heating up after going pointless with seven shots in his first four games. Theodore has one goal, one assist, and 28 shots in his last seven games. Uh, the points still are not there, uh, but there are some very good reasons why. The 23-year-old is on pace for 261 shots right now, which r- would have ranked third among defensemen last season but has been limited by a 2.9 shooting percentage. Uh, with 261 shots at his career 4.5 shooting percentage, uh, Theodore would be on pace for 12 goals this season. As far as the assists go, he has just one because of an absurdly yeah. low 1.6 on-ice shooting percentage. That is the lowest Ooh. among all defensemen with at least 100 minutes played at 5v5 this season. Uh, with that kind of shot volume, uh, that kind of 5v5 ice time, that kind of top power play exposure uh theodore is just a must yeah. add right now on the blue line uh because he's about to explode like there's just there's no there's no <laughs> he, there's just no reason for him not to just start ripping up ripping it's it up about to there's definitely a reason down. for him to increase that uh 1.6 on ice shooting yeah. i've never even heard of that that's, that's vegas is here man i can't score they cannot nobody people figured out the vegas flu yeah i guess so but uh beeps next defenseman it's called gatorade um is this da- damon damon how do you pronounce this guy's name Damon. Oh, Damon. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Damon Severson. 8% owned across the Ivy League. It's a little wild. Just let me say it again. 8% owned. Um, <clears throat> 8% owned across the yeah, Ivy League. Um, he's been playing over 20 minutes per game this last three games. Severson's um, stepping forward as Will Butcher kind of... Uh, he kind of not, not that he's losing it, but he just... He hasn't had the year that he had last year so far. Either it's like Sammy Fabian's not doing it. Yeah, yeah, no. And someone has to step up. And this is someone who. <laughs> I just don't understand how that team's scoring so many goals and another defenseman are putting up any points at all. Other than our boy, Damon. Damon. <laughs> uh, Damon Severson. I think it's just because their ice time is so fragmented. Yeah. Like, yeah. Batman sees a bunch of time at 5v5, but no power play time. Butcher's on the first unit, but barely plays any strength at all. <laughs> Sits on the yeah. bench yeah. until they get a man advantage. Yeah. Severson was someone that I'm pretty sure last year to start the year Brock was high on. And I think you were with a bunch of experts too because he was supposed to be this offensive force. He's got a ball in New Jersey. This yeah. is what they're... And I think he well, might... But, it was Butcher who kind of usurped exactly. his role. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it was, it was supposed to be Severson's year, and then Butcher yeah. was just so much better than anybody yeah. really expected. And it seems like they're flipping back this year. Two what goals, was the word you just used there? Five assists. Uh, usurped. That's a great word. Yeah, it's a good word. So much better than saying it's a good, good job. It's good because it saves you like five words. Like, yeah. you know, he it took does. the job up. Yeah, he usurped. Great words. Tear up so I'm all hungry now. But um, <laughs> two goals and five assists in eight games for Severson makes him absolutely rosterable. Um, keep an eye on this guy. Again, 8% owned. So if you're in those super, super deep leagues, um, the 92% other ones, so yeah. feel free to at least take a look for now. Like we said, they do swap them out in and out there. So this could be a game-by-game thing. Um, but sure, but another guy, look. Yeah. yeah, reliable spots there too. Absolutely. And he has uh, a ball. On something like a Saturday night if all you have is a D yeah. uh, spot available. Definitely uh, worth worth a look. Give them on a look for sure. <laughs> do you, who else you got? Uh, do I have someone else? Oh, Nick Letty. Oh, how could you forget Nick Letty? Thirty-seven percent owned. Uh, 
He's off to terrible start. I can't hide it. <laughs> just so bad. No, so bad. After three straight seasons with at least 40 points, Letty has mustered just one point through his first 10 games of the season. The Islanders are being buried in their own end at 5v5 right now, <laughs> and Letty's production is suffering as a result. Obviously, them play, being outplayed at even strength isn't a new trend, but it's reached disastrous levels early on in the season, like unsustainably bad. Letty's rocking a 36.7 Corsi 4 percentage early on this season. <laughs> it's laughable. As you hear on the show right now, it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. But no one's that bad. Uh, there's no way that continues, especially a guy of Letty's talent. His zone starts have been less than favorable, uh, especially compared to his usual career rates. They just have no other good defense. I know. That should correct itself as the season plays out and they see how bad he is in his own end. Uh, he's never been dynamite at 5v5. He's got a 49.6 course of four percentage over his five seasons as an Islander. Uh, but he's obviously better than what the numbers show so far this season. The plus-minus is going to be an issue either way, so remember that if you're thinking about going after him in standard leagues. But obviously the bulk of his fantasy value comes from his power play production. The Isles' power play was expected to take a hit with Tavares gone, but it's actually held up quite well so far. We're ranked 13th in the league right now at 23.3%. Respectable for sure. Letty is still the quarterback of that top unit, uh, but he's kind of been unfortunate. He's only got, only got in on one of their seven power play goals so far this year. I just don't think these short-term trends will continue. I'm going to you know, side with what he's shown over his whole career. I think once they correct themselves, we should see Letty's point totals start to rise back towards his career norms, you know, half a point per game or so. Definitely rosterable in most leagues, especially if you're looking for a spot right now. But like I said, plus-minus can be terrible even if he does yeah, figure it out. just bury in the plus-minus category. Yeah. A couple guys are going to bury you, I've been suggested. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this guy might not bury you. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum, just 22% owned. Uh, Clefbaum was a massive bust last season thanks to a 2.5 shooting percentage. Uh, now he carries crazy value and waiver wire upside uh, and should start scoring goals again soon. Clefbaum is currently seeing the second most playing time in the NHL, averaging so over 26 minutes per night, including the seventh most power play time among defensemen. Uh, despite that insane usage, though, and playing over 50% of his ice time with Connor McDavid, uh, Clefbaum has no goals and four assists in his first 10 games of the season. However, we here at the DFO podcast are all about shot volume, and, Clef- shot, 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 shot. <laughs> and Clefbaum is excelling in that space. Uh, Clefbaum is currently averaging 3.0 shots per game, which is 246 uh, shots and 10 goal pace for the 25-year-old. Forgot how to talk there for a minute. Uh, It's 246 shot, 10 goal pace for the 25-year-old. Clefbaum is also being limited by a 6.7 on-ice shooting percentage. So like Theodore, uh, there are much better days ahead for those two defensemen. Let's head over to the Blue Stones after a 40-minute first half. When we return, we're going to talk about Corey Schneider being back and how that affects the New Jersey Devils goaltending situation. Uh, And after that, we're going to go... Back to an old classic, legit or not legit. But since it's Halloween, we're going to go trick or treat. Same shit, but just a different turn. Oh, I like it. Enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here in 60 seconds. Second time. Broken down, so I walked the line. I dropped my wounds and I died. I'm out of money. I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. Time slows and my vision narrows I'm out of money, I'm out of time Sing your hearts out, sing it loud Make me happy, make me proud Black holes, solid ground Black holes, solid ground A thousand voices set on free Because it's
back to season four, Epi Ten of the DFO podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the Blue Stones. We're cool if you drop an Epi now. Just a reminder <laughs> that you have to go out and check out the Blue Stones. Just dropped a new album. Yep. yep. Black- Unreal album. Do we yes. confirm it's called Black Holes? Yes. <laughs> We confirmed it. We did not. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, it was I like hashtag black holes. It's a sick album, though. Regardless, we can confirm that it's unreal. Yeah. Um, have played it through a couple times. Definitely yeah. blast that through your ears. It slaps. It definitely slaps. Yeah, it, uh, it slaps. And uh, it is called Black Holes. That's confirmed. Sure. Confirmed. Confirmed called Black Holes. Put the green check mark next to it on Twitter. Yeah. It's confirmed. Um, speaking of confirms. Confirms has something to do with goalies. Yeah. At least on Daily Face. <laughs> nice transition. Not very good. Not the strongest. Uh-huh. Uh, Corey Schneider <laughs> was recalled by the Devils today. He made three starts uh, with Binghamton of the AHL during his conditioning stint. Early indications are, though, that the Devils are going to roll with Keith Kincaid, who's been very strong in the early going of the season. Uh, Keith Kincaid will start Tuesday. And they made it sound like, oh, Schneider might get a start here coming up. Like, yeah, that was they, weird. They don't have any real interest in getting him in a game. But it was like, it was hard to tell. Uh, like, there's no indication whether that's just towards, like, this is the usage for now, or he's not quite at you game shape. think they're shape. hoping, like, Kincaid just comes yeah. back down to earth and, like, yeah, maybe two games is all, all yeah. we need. Well what, well, what Hines said was he anticipates Schneider will get in a game on their upcoming seven-game road trip. And it's like, what? I hope. He's going to play yeah. one of the I next hope. seven? Yeah, yeah, that's why I was like, okay. But, it, it, again, he didn't elaborate, so it's hard to tell whether he meant because he's still working yeah, in a game shape. See, I, I don't, like... And then they, the Eddie Lack thing is weird, too, because for whatever reason... Well, they, no, they just, he hasn't played. He I know, but they signed him to a one-year deal. So, like, after he comes back, just yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So they send him on a conditioning stint to the yeah. HL, so they don't technically have to put on waivers yet. Which I don't really know what they're afraid of. I feel, I feel like he clearly. Well, and like him. regardless, like yeah. he's not. Yeah, he's not good. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's gonna go. Yeah, to the but the fact, but the fact that they didn't touch. send him through waivers uh, makes me think that they might still bring him back well, no, to carry him as the third goalie for. They a could, bit. but at the same time, like he could go down and be lights out and it might boost his trade value a little bit and they yeah. might be able to get a fucking seventh form or something. I guess, but I yeah, I don't know. It's just hard to tell whether or not this is like a straight indicator that Keith Kincaid is the third in goalie right now or if it is like Schneider's I think just, it's just not quite ready to play a I think it's a play it by year situation. Like, I think if Kincaid continues to play well, yeah, then yeah. I, honestly, I but think, then Schneider could easily yeah. come back and be great too yeah. and then they but split I, it. I think this was a decision or a conversation Hines is going to have to have either way at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of been trending that way. Kincaid hasn't been a fantastic goalie, but he's been better than Schneider the last few years. He's been fantastic early on this year. Yeah. Kincaid, like, uh, had but a- I think even if Schneider wasn't hurt, you know, but you know, the Schneider injury I think kind of opens the door to it a little bit more, where he can hide behind it and kind of lean on Kincaid. Yes, and let the assumptions be that it's going to all Schneider's just depend how they ready. play. The play is going to do the talking for yeah. both these goalies. Um, but as of right now, the the news for Schneider owners isn't great, to say the least. Yeah. Um, the good news is that he came into the season hurt. Uh, he was not even ranked by ESPN. Yeah. Uh, so chances are that most people did draft him as a you know maybe a a second goalie yeah. if you're and in you're a assuming a lot of them have or, yes or a third goalie. So um, I guess the question to you guys is: Would you drop Kincaid for Schneider? Sorry, would you drop Schneider for these guys? We got a couple of goalies who should be available on most waiver wires right now, or a lot of waiver wires. And I want to know if you guys would drop. Corey Schneider for 64% owned Carter Hutton. Beebs? No. Not doing it. Andy? No. That was one of the closest ones for me. Yeah, that was the toughest. Uh, Carter Hutton right now, 4 and 4. Can't bank uh, on that. 307 goals against average, 905 save percentage, a 918 even strength save percentage. Uh, for me, so hard or cold all year. 
I think I would... I don't know. I don't think I would do it right now because no. I would wait to see what's going on with Schneider. And, but the, it's less to do with Schneider and more to do with Linus Allmark. Because yeah, that's what I was he's say. looking Hutton more and more like he, could, he yeah. could be stealing a lot of starts like Kincaid's doing um, from Hutton. So he, realistically, he probably should be the start at this point. Or they should be looking at a 1A, 1B because yeah. that's where Hutton's excelled the most in his career anyway. And like Allmark is their goalie of the future and he's yeah. been great. He's awesome. Yeah. So he's been, yeah, he's it, literally it, just impressed less, the whole way through. It's, it's so less to do about Schneider, less to do about Hutton, but more to do Allmark. about some well, scares me. Yeah, so. I think it's just it comes down to... It could be a similar situation on a, maybe yeah. a worse team. So. Yeah, like, it, you know, obviously Schneider's in the shitty spot, but I think it just comes down to he just possesses more upside mm-hmm. uh, than really, in my opinion, any of the guys we're going to talk about, but uh, Hutton for sure. Uh, Craig Anderson, fifty-two percent owned, bit surprising this year. Four, three, and two, three fifty-four goals against average, not ideal. Nine oh eight save percentage, not ideal. But a nine twenty-one even strength save percentage. Uh, you guys dropping Schneider for Anderson? No, he's just not going to get the wins. Um, this is a team that's going to be bottom five lottery team, um, and he's just not good enough to hold his own. Yeah, he's, he's just destroy your goals against, yeah. and then he's going to put up a nine oh five save percentage. Yeah, so I like it. we talked about it before the show. Like he's gone off at certain stretches over yeah. the last few years. Just too volatile. Uh, he's a lot but yeah, younger. he's clearly too inconsistent, and he's aging goaltender at this point. Like he's coming on up a in bad his defensive team. Yeah, I just think like what we've seen from Ottawa right now, or like so far, is like as good as it's going to get. I just could not. Exactly. Oh, I can't get any. And New Jersey is a I'm sorry, Senator fans. Like I'm sure they're they're not surprised with this, but I could not believe in the Senators any less at this point. Like it's great to see Chabot play as well as he had Lejoie. It's good to see those guys. Gonna be good for the future, Uh, but they're not. Yeah, they're not carrying it to the playoffs. Another bad team. team There's no depth. There's no star power. There's an interesting case here. I think Uh, Robin Lader, 46 percent owned. 3-2-1 Three two and one with a two thirty nine goals against a nine twenty nine save percentage one shutout nine forty three even strength save percentage. Uh, you guys taking a flyer on Laner over Schneider right now? Uh, Laner's was boosted a lot by that first game shutout. Yep. Absolutely forty two saves. Yeah, I think that helped a lot. Um, for me, no, because they're basically looking at potentially the same position just on a better team in New Jersey, and I like Schneider more as a goalie than Laner. Yeah. He's more proven. I will um, say, he has more chance to take it. Yeah, I will say, I if you're in like, and there are a lot of leagues like this. We never talk about it, but there are a lot of leagues that use saves straight up mm-hmm. instead of oh, yeah. like, save percentage. Uh, at what point, like Laner carries a ton of value? She's like four to five shots because She's he like is a good goalie. This is the hardest years. one for me because I do believe Laner is a good goalie. Uh, he was, you know, like legitimately like. Uh, near elite save percentage for two or three years in Buffalo before uh, just an off year last year. Garbage D lottery team. Yeah. yeah, and he you know he had a rough year last year, uh, and I, I think the Islanders are the best team on this list too. He at least have the most potential down on this list. last year. They said. Yeah, but so, yeah. either so way, like we said, that blue line is terrible. Uh, they don't have any suppressing forward lines of five v five. There's going to be a ton of shots against. So uh, huge plus for Lander and saves leagues, but I, otherwise, no, I don't think it's worth dropping it for Schneider just yet. Not at this point. Okay, we'll probably revisit this one again in a couple weeks once we have a little bit better idea of what's going on with Schneider. Um, this one's a little bit interesting just because we just found out that Honors Nielsen is out for multiple weeks with fractured fingers, and I don't... Fingers or finger? Fingers, multiples <laughs> on, his, on his blocker hand. I'm not even sure. <laughs> How does um, that... Yeah. But Mark Schum... Now, don't quote me on this, but I think I saw a tweet. I should have double-checked it, but I'm pretty sure like the Canucks do not have a back-to-back for 14 consecutive games. Come on. Um, so, Google Markstrom, I can I can take a look really quick while you guys talk about Markstrom a little bit. Uh, with him out, with Nielsen out, Markstrom could very well start 14 in a row. I don't think they're going to turn to Richard Bachman at all. But again, Vancouver, not a very good team. Yeah. Markstrom, 3-3-0. 
327 goals against, 902 save percentage, 898 yeah. even strength save percentage so far. Are you guys yeah. dropping? Well, his career save percentage is much higher than the 902, right? It's like 907 or something like that. Like it's subpar, I believe, to be mm-hmm. sure. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I'm checking it on the 14. Fair enough. Yeah. Average at best anyway. But uh, yeah, no, I Markstrom for sure not worth it for me. Uh, like I said, his numbers aren't anything extraordinary on his Never own right. Uh, Canucks, I think, you know, got a bright future ahead of them at this point. There's some really good pieces to build off of, but it's not it's there not quite the yet. It's right now. Uh, yeah, that blue line in particular looks pretty rough right now. Terrible. Yo, uh, just for the record, 14 consecutive games that was back-to-back was super off. Okay. Um, they played six games, and then they have back-to-back right now. They okay, will do but what about maybe too. like one back-to-back in the next 15? Yeah. We can let's move along here. Using <laughs> daily faceoffs, back to back tracker, and uh, weekly schedule. Is it back to back tracker? Uh, yeah, but it just tells you how like what the percentage of each goalie. Um, yeah, and then they have another back to back like the next week after two more games. <laughs> yeah, Bach- so I don't know who tweeted that Bachman shit. Bachman has held his own when he has played. <laughs> Bachman's in, terrible uh, when he's played in the NHL, but he's yeah. great in the AHL, Brock. So he's good Doesn't AHL matter. goalie. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. But um, Vancouver's okay. not going to push to win so they're right now. So I don't think they're going to ride Markstrom on back to backs. Yeah, there's no reason to. Yeah, exactly. Especially with, you know... I, I honestly like Honors Nielsen. <laughs> I just Googled yeah. Richard Bachman and Stephen, Stephen King King's on your screen, yeah. <laughs> Is it a the, character, though? The Bachman books? Uh, maybe, yeah. The Bachman books by Stephen... I don't have a clue. Wow. Well, someone wants to I, I'm just saying, that's how bad Richard Bachman is. You know what he's no, not even the first thing that pops up when you Google his own shit. I'm already read up on Steve King there. No, I've never in my life. You put in Beads Bondi, you're getting this. I know enough Brockman, to assume that, that the Bachman files, or whatever it's called, was set in Maine. I know that much. Maybe. <laughs> Bachman has an 865 save percentage in the AHL this year, so it's safe to say he's not starting a game. Oh, okay. Okay, outside of Schneider, do you have any interest in Markstrom while Nielsen's out if you have a really rough goaltending? Yeah. If, only if you, like, really need starts, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, like if I, you have to look at the schedule, but how many good spot starts is Markstrom really yeah, like, going to see? Don't let him I play just did look at the schedule. Offensive. Yeah, like, don't let him play any of the top But I mean, we'll get a game so by game. Like, if yeah. he's playing those shit teams, oh, put him in. It's not yeah. Good. Would you... And I don't even know. You're probably going to still be bad. No. Would you know. start play him back against... The Canuck or the the Wild tonight? It's his own team in practice. No. Would you start him against yeah. the Blackhawks on Wednesday? No. Patrick Kane's Would you start him against the Avalanche on Friday? God no. no. God no. On the road. Oh, like, or sorry, God, sorry. No. Like the Avalanche <laughs> are on the road at home oh, against oh, them. No. No. Would you start? <laughs> would you start him in Detroit? Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Pick him up next week, then. Yeah, yeah. But you definitely Boss wouldn't start him against the wing. You definitely wouldn't start him in Boston on Thursday. No. Or in maybe in Buffalo next week. He might have yeah, a couple. Yeah, start him in Buffalo. Yeah. That's again. We're talking about two other bottom five teams, right? So, yeah. not very likely. But I, again, look at the schedule. That just goes to show how little it. trust we have in him. Hey, and then yeah, the week I, after, if he starts the following Monday in New York against the Rangers, might not be terrible. That, yeah. Yeah. Or avoid, in New York against the Islanders. But ball. you can probably let him sit on free agents and just pick him up in those starts. After. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Unless other people you know listen to this, you know you to drop Corey. Okay, Corey Schneider for Jimmy Howard. Any interest? No one knows. Moving on. Moving on. All right, trick or treat. Nobody wants anyone on Detroit. Okay, can we just talk about how Jimmy Howard actually has a 920 even strength save percentage this Nobody year, though? Nobody wants anyone so, on Detroit. It's not, like, that good. Yeah, it's, like, pretty good for a guy who's 1-5-2. It's pretty good. It's okay. Surprised he's 1-1. One, one. It's, like, pretty average, though. It's, like, so much. Over the course of a full season. Where's Jared Carew? Just none of the boys can stop a puck right now because they're using smaller equipment. Except for the boy, John Gibson. Okay, anyways. Trick or treat, a.k.a. What? legit or not legit. Um, yeah. If you can't figure it out treat is a good thing trick is a bad thing uh miko ran in d trick or treat uh 
<laughs> Sorry, I was thrown off. It wasn't trick or treat. Trick or treat. Uh, like somewhere in the middle. So what does that mean? Both. I, like I think oh, he's yeah, a, you're just that kid. Who's such a cop out. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me explain. I think he's you know a legitimate point per game player at this point. There's no doubt yeah. that he's gonna be able to repeat what he did. It's last still a season. treat though. Uh, it's a super treat, but I just don't think he's lead the NHL in points. The yeah, but that's it's still not a trick. He's not gonna be a sixty point guy. No, he's gonna be eighty five. I think again. I think it's legit, it's man. Shoot, he's shooting seventeen point two percent. Does have a career fifteen and a half shooting percentage, so not too crazy. Uh, on ice shoot percentage, sky high, 19.8%. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cut that in half, you cut his point total in half, he's still a point per game. Still right? a treat. Uh, you would expect to find a ridiculous on ice shoot percentage when, it's got, when a guy's got 21 points in 12 games. Yeah, still an elite fantasy player moving forward. Uh, do I think he's going to be leading the NHL in points at the end of the season? No, uh, but crazy upside here. Like 85 points. Hit 84 sure. last year. So. Yeah, 90 point upside. Yeah. But I don't think there's a 100 point upside if that's what we're talking about. Beebs, your boy, trick or treat. Absolute treat. Um, love it. Like, Deanne, <laughs> do not believe he's going to go, you know, two points per game. Um, <laughs> 150 ain't happening this year. But I see 98. He is just, him and him and, it's crazy because people think that he's just riding McKinnon. Um, yeah. They're riding. And the only really, person who's riding just, out there is Landis. They're Scott. pushing each other. And Rand, Landis Scott, yeah, exactly. I can't um, wait till they get, like, a B center to play on their second line. Supposed to be Tyson Hey, he's 19 years old. I like him. They gotta give him a full run. But absolute treat, Miko Ranta. Yeah, treat for me too. Obviously, nine point eight. Like you said, not on a shooting percentage coming down, but he's just so far he's showing that last year's eighty four points. Uh, not a fluke. This guy's gonna be over point per game yet again. Sebastian Aho, trick or treat. Uh, treat, man. I think this guy's got a legitimate shot at a point per game this season. Thirteen point four on a shooting percentage. Uh, will come down, but not crazy high for this small sample size. Again, he's got 16 points in 11 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's shown to be an elite possession player, 54.8 Corsi 4 percentage over his career. Did you see, hold on, did you see that his Corsi is over 60 right now? He's but he's a negative right. relative Corsi, I yeah. love it. The stall line will do that to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, he should continue to generate quality chances at 5v5. I think once Carolina's power play really gets going, could offset any regression he sees in his shooting percentage. Uh, he has just three power play points on the year to this point. So, uh, definite treat. I think point per game is happening this year for Sebastian Aho. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. I feel like I might have said that earlier. Really, really. Check or treat, beeps. Absolute treat. Yes, I, sir. I agree as well with D. Um, I think point per game is, is completely um, in his future, at, if not this year, next. Um, someone who uh, who's clearly taken the reins as the go-to guy in Carolina offensively, mm-hmm. and, uh, the boy. and we're 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 watching an exciting team here, boys. Um, they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be good. Yeah, not he's a treat for me. Not that surprising. I had him as one of my breakout uh, candidates this fall on pace for his usual low two hundred shots, which will turn into twenty five to thirty goals. But where he really cashes in is the apples. Uh, obviously, not gonna finish with eighty plus assists. And the 13.4 on ice shooting percentage, like D said, it's going to come down a little bit. But he has a legit chance to be a 25 to 30 goal scorer with 50 to 60 assists this year. Uh, dirty. Yeah. Dirty. Treat, treat, treat. Phil Forsberg, D, trick or treat. Uh, I think this is a bit of a trick here, Brock. As much as I love Forsberg, I don't think he maintains a point per game by the end of the season. He's shooting 25% right now. Uh, also, a sky high on ice shooting percentage of 16.5%. Uh, both are obviously destined to come down. The most encouraging sign is his shot so far this season. Mm-hmm. Throw, he's thrown 40 shots on goal, just 11 games. 298 shots over an 82 game pace. That's awesome. Uh, it would be a career high for him and wouldn't net him 39 goals if he shot his career. Uh, chalk it up to 40. Give him an extra percentage point. Give him 40. So I think he's got a real shot at 40 goals uh, if he continues to shoot at this pace. But I think the assist will drag down his point total. 
Uh, 38 assists last year, somewhat of an anomaly. The year uh, before, he had 35. He had like 36 the year before. Yeah, he played a full 82 games. So he, he had an 11.1 on ice shooting percentage. I think best case for him is something like 40 goals, 30 assists this year. Maybe 35 assists if you're looking at it. I think, hey. I think he follows just sort of a point per game. I agree. Uh, but the fact that he uh, dual wing eligibility, I believe, still in Yahoo. Yeah, but just playing the wing on alone makes this guy uh, a legit, you know, elite fantasy option. And I think uh, a late first round pick come next year. I love the guy. Yeah. I know, there's nothing yeah. more. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll go first here. I think he's a treat. Uh, all the same. <laughs> this guy's an absolute treat. Yeah, uh, all the guys. things that you got, you just said, pretty much on pace for close to 300 shots. Uh, that that could be headed. Have him headed for his yeah. first 40 goal <laughs> yeah. season. I just meant a bit of a trick, right? Like he's on a ridiculous yeah. pace this year. Yeah. Uh, another guy that I don't think will be like he's not going to score 82 goals. Yeah. I'm with you on that. But 40 goals, 40 goal season, it's coming. This yeah. is his year. First 40 goal campaign. If he shoots 300 times, which is not that much far of a stretch considering the age he's at and how much he shot before in his career. Uh, yeah, super doable. Yeah, forty and thirty-five. That's a that's a fucking treat. It's a fantastic year. Yeah, that's, that's a treat. That's I'm a just treat. saying, you know, it's if gonna. He goes it's not forty and thirty-five. Crazy. He'll go down as that'll be the second best point season ever in Nashville Predators history. Come on, yeah. behind. Wait, Paul Korea. Paul, come. Eighty-five on. and oh five oh six. Uh, and I, then he did I would have needed like five guesses. Four and oh from Paul just got his. Just had his uh, jersey retired too. What a beauty! Paul was my favorite player growing up. Yeah, he's a known fact. I was a Ducks fan until I was like eight years old and he signed with the Avalanche. But, uh, yeah. At which point I couldn't cheer for the Avs. So yeah. him and Timmy, fan. Remember him and Timmy coming back and just being a huge bust um, when yeah. they came back. But then Tabu Solani was my first ever right. fantasy hockey draft pick when I was like thirteen, and he just went all off. That one always hits home. The first ever. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, my point. <laughs> who's that guy? That, sorry, who's that guy that played for the Leafs that had? Uh, Cancer there a long time ago. Jason, Jason Blake. Jason Blake. He, yeah, leukemia. Like, yes, played through it like a boss. Yeah, we. So this, but week, he played terrible the whole time. He was with the Leafs. Not to shit on Jason Blake. No, he scored was, like forty it goals. Was, it was the year before twenty five percent. It was the year before that. <laughs> yeah, I was in my very first league, and yeah. like it was when leagues weren't even on like computers really yet. Like it was there's no like, uh, yeah, still using typewriters. Yeah. No, yeah. we went. No, we went on like uh, it was all. Pages? It was like week to week. Uh, set your lineup, whatever, and it was all done through email, and you had to like score yourself. <laughs> and then half you, you drafted your team at the start of the year, and then like nine weeks in, you all got together again, and there was like a, a three or four round waiver draft, so like you could do like four pickups. Get it was sick as again. it was sick. And my my first pick <laughs> was uh, Jason Blake, and it was yeah. he had like forty Cheetos, the yeah. Islanders, and then he went yeah. to. But you know what's funny? The Leafs like like they made a move at the time like that you would laugh at for someone in your fantasy league for doing like yeah. overdrafting. Like if someone took William Carlson in the third round this year, right? They just yeah. overpay for Jason Blake, who shot like thirty percent and scored yeah. forty goals. Nobody knew about it back then. Nobody was really <laughs> yeah. paying attention. No, I don't even think they tracked him, man. No. Much so, like so, Jason Blake was. Being, you know, a big trick to everyone. Yeah. It's like I the think Phil's a trick Jeff too. Finger too. Yeah, yeah Phil's Jeff trick. Finger. Jeff. Yeah, Jeff Finger. <laughs> yeah, but no, Phil's, Phil's a trick. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, Brock, um, since 2007, no one other than Phil has put up more than 63 points on this team. And Phil only put up 64. They're not known to score a ton of goals. It's the best team they've ever had. They're not going to get a ton of points. But they've never... Nashville, they just spread the wealth so well. They're so... Good. I don't know. It I'm just, not buying that I don't bullshit. see it happening. The 50-50 power play split yeah. that we talked about earlier. Puts up like 70 points. I see it. That's still a trick yeah. to me. Yeah. And like, I, like again, I just don't think like this guy is like, you move Come on. Steve Stamkos. 10 goals, 11 games Phil for Phil. Phil That's all I'm saying. He's not no, because they're both going to score 40 this year. Yeah. Ugh. Moving on. Oh, Trick or treat, Alex DeBrincat. How is that a homer hat? They're both scoring 40 this Take year. Take it off. <laughs> 
Uh, Alex Brinkat, trick or, trick or treat. Uh, this is a bit of a treat here, guys. Absolute treat. Yeah, absolute treat. I like the Brinkat a lot coming into this I year. Uh, our big thing was so long as he gets the ice time as he deserves, and so far he has. Uh, playing 17 minutes, 43 seconds a night, compared to 14 minutes and 48 seconds a year ago. Shooting percentage, 21%. And his on-ice shooting percentage, 12.1%. Should both regress to some degree, uh, you know, making it very unlikely that he's a point per game player this season. But I think 35 goals is more than doable for him. He's up to shot totals to more than three per game, on pace for 260 this season. Uh, you know, it's just a tremendous sign for his career at this point that he's 20 years old, on pace with these kind of numbers. Yep. Uh, 40 goals if he shoots 15 and a half percent close to last season uh, with the shots he's on pace for. Still leaves him room to get to 35 if his shooting percentage kind of drops off a little bit. 15 and a half, kind of hard to maintain. Uh, but either way, I think, you know, Debrinkat's in for a seriously big year so long as he continues to see the minutes. Like we said, that he deserves. For where people um, caught him. Yeah. Three. Second Eight. best goal scorer on this team at this point, yeah. bar none. Uh, and, you know, pushing. I think he's got both sides, too. Eligibility, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in Yahoo, at least. Um, Three-time 100-point scorer in the OHL. I Let him up, know. I bring it up all the time. Let it's him know, absolutely please. amazing because every time I look at it, I'm like, what the hell? Um, but, yeah, Debrinkat is a natural scorer playing alongside Johnny Taze, and they are surging. Um, he's As you said, he's getting the ice. Treat for me. Rock, how do you feel about Debrinks? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a treat because we're talking about a guy who's going to be maybe a 35-goal scorer with 40 assists or whatever. Um, pretty good. A uh, guy that you probably <laughs> got in the middle rounds. I, it, what I don't understand is, as a like, I just remember sitting on my couch as just an average person and watching this draft. He just kept dropping, and he just kept dropping. And we're like, man, like oh. whoever takes this guy, it's going to be such oh. a steal. And then Chicago took him. Like, oh, and that's when Chicago was good. And we're like, of course they fucking and did. That was their first yeah. pick of that draft. Yeah, it was like, bullshit. We're like, oh yeah, he's going to be a stud. What a steal! Yeah, and now he is. Honestly, how do we how do we see that in every other third. NHL GM? Nothing, dude. Honestly, dude, like Morons. giving the money to Keith and Seabrook was just like, like if they don't give that money to like Seabrook especially, like they're in a chance where they can roll this over like beautifully, like the the yep. wings, right? Like yep. the core is still there. Like Taze is still a serviceable player, obviously. Schmaltz a good player. The uh, Brinkat like exploding into. You know, should be a legitimate the big cat. Yeah, like he's yeah. a first liner at this point. Jeez. Obviously, a Patrick Kane, still one of the best players in the NHL. So you know, if you don't lock up that money to guys you don't need to pay, they're in such a good spot right now. But they just overpaid the wrong guys. Yeah, and got rid It'll of the wrong ones too. <laughs> Morons. Yeah, not even Everton, Detroit. Next one, Stinks Ryan. Yourself, Dustin Bufflin. Ryan O'Reilly in St. Louis, trick or treat D. Uh, I guess it's a bit of a treat. I, you know, another guy I liked a lot in the preseason. I think there's plenty of room for him to top his career high of 64 points. Seems to be playing a much more offensive role in St. Louis. Uh, playing nearly 21 minutes a night still. He's always played big minutes in his career. Nice to see him keep that up on a new team. Uh, on ice shooting percentage, you know, it's a little high right now. Makes it super unlikely he maintains a point per game down the stretch. Uh, but like I said, I the the Blues are just so deep offensively. I don't think it matters if he's playing with Tarasenko. Uh, Schwartz and whoever I, I really like his chances like at that topping 65 points he had last year uh, being a super fantasy or sorry 64 point uh, career high yeah. 61 he had last year uh, yeah I like his chances of getting to 70 points this year yeah um, I also have him as a treat and uh, I accompany that to his 9.7 shooting percentage this year while putting up 14 points um, if he can up that a little bit, as you mentioned, um, it should only bode well for him. O'Reilly's been a beast on every, t- and he's been on some terrible teams so far. Like literally every team he's been on has just been so bad. Between <laughs> Buffalo and Colorado, um, he's finally on a good one in St. Louis, and he's finally protected by some other lines. He's not just the go-to guy there, and they're giving him 
nice minutes. 21 minutes, but they're, they're, it's 21 nice minutes. Um, <laughs> take that as you want. Um, but no, it just, he is playing a lot of defensive hockey, but, um, but just what they have going on here, I, I do like it for him. Um, he's not facing top line defenders every single time he's yeah, out there. Yeah, they, they don't hard match yeah, at home at all. Exactly. They just great. roll. Um, and that bodes well for a guy's fantasy value. And the six power play points is phenomenal. Um, I like that. That's a good early sign. Um, shows it's clicking. Something they're going to ride with likely for a long time this year in St. Louis. Yep. Yeah. See, for me, uh, I think he's a bit of a trick uh, just strictly because of the six power play points. Uh, hasn't really, you know, he's been fine at even strength. Um, three goals, four assists. Um, six power play points, though, is really boosting those numbers up. Obviously, yeah. I think he is a guy that's going to stick on that top unit for a while. Uh, but, I mean, right now he's playing with Zach Sanford and David Perron. I mean, I don't think he's going to continue at like a one point. It's actually like a way better base. line than he's had ever. So. Yeah, it's yeah. probably true. But, no, I just – I think like – Yeah, think, but there's better options down that lineup too, right? Like, no, for sure. And I just, I, I, honestly, like I, I like Perron a lot more than you do. Perron, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, Robbie Fabry. But you got Patrick Maroon who's, you know mm-hmm. – uh, you know, respectable goal scorer at least in his own right. Uh, Steen in the same the same breath. Yeah. Uh, then you always have Schwartz and Sandek potentially move up and down the line. I just don't well. think like I mean with the head start. I just this is the one guy to me that's that we've talked about so far that sticks out as a guy that's not gonna like just destroy his no. previous career highs. No, like, but I, I, like I think I he's said, still I a think guy he's... that's gonna be just very similar. It maybe a marginally better than what he was. Where like for what you drafted him as? You drafted him a little bit higher than he probably went in previous years because of now he's playing in St. Louis, especially because he started the season with Tarasenko. I think like where like these other guys are drastically outplaying their draft stock. He's not. This is going to end up yeah. where they. I just compare the rest of them. A bit of a trick for me. I don't think he's a full blown bust or anything. Obviously, because I'm well, I'm not crazy, but um, next I'd guy. I'd like to go on the record and say Forsberg has not drastically outplayed his draft stock. Tied with like Austin Matthews in the, in the league in goals, and we were just talking about how Austin Matthews is better than Connor McDavid. So he is. I don't know what we're doing here. He is. You didn't know. Um, Kyle Paul Mary, what a goal scorer this guy is. He's a goal scoring fucking machine. Trick or treat though. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I can't decide what you think is a trick and what you think is a treat at this point. Uh, you know, it's I, not, it doesn't matter if, if you agree with my tricks and treats. Well, I, I don't know, know what I should tricks. be categorizing as tricks and treats here. Like He's not going to score 82, goal, 82 goals this year. No, of course uh, not. But is he going to be way better than you, we all thought he's going to be? Or is he just... It's the same thing as legit or not legit. Is, he, is this relatively sustainable? Yeah. Or is yeah. it... Like, I, I like... No, I, okay, well, a goal game is not sustainable. No. Is that what <laughs> no. you want me to say? It? It's a trick. <laughs> no, he's shooting 30.8% so far this year. Brock... Not even William Carlson can maintain that. Why are you coming after me right now? His honest shoot percentage, also pretty high, 12.9%. Uh, I like Paul Mary a lot. I like New Jersey's first line a lot. So I think he's a treat in that sense. Uh, he's on pace for a career high, 267 shots. Really good to see from him. Uh, be way higher than his previous career high. I think given his usage on this team, he's a lock for 30 goals. So yeah, I guess a treat on where he's drafted now that I'm learning that that's the criteria for trick or treat. The trick or treat is it's all different. It's, it's to each their own. Kyle's a treat to me, guys. Um, yeah. I was talking about Pisha earlier. Absolutely treat. I did keep him. Line. Yeah, I drafted him in our keeper league yeah. in like the fifth round. This he's is like someone, my fifteenth rounder essentially. Yeah. People the year before were going nuts for this guy. Yeah. Oh my god, he's playing with Taylor Hall. Adam Henrique. Um so yeah, get him, <laughs> get him in there. Um, and people were going nuts, but then he was terrible and people were like, oh and we called him not legit. But I do think that this is Obviously, again, Golden Game, not yeah. sustainable. But I do think that... Uh, 30.8%, I don't know. He is going to put up some nice numbers this year, I think. Um, 
with where he's situated. Super nice head start. Yeah. Real nice head start. The, the one thing, too, is that like in his first three years in New Jersey, he averaged 29 goals per 82 games. So it's not yeah, like yeah. this is a guy that we knew that yeah. we talked about him being scorer. a guy who's a 30 goal scorer. scorer. Yeah, always yeah. legitimate on the power play team, which yeah. is where the most of these goals have come from. Yeah, 12, uh, 11, and 12 yeah. power play goals. And all these games. numbers come with the Devils playing the fewest games in the NHL so far this year. They played eight just games. eight. Yeah, the Europe, starting Europe That's really wild. set that yeah. back, right? But I mean, the Oilers are made up for it more than them so far at this point. So well, Keith Kincaid, tough scab for them coming The out. only goalie to start yeah. every single Well, they haven't had a back to back. Kankers. I think it is a treat. Uh, because he's a guy that you, he just with uh, undoubtedly went in the mid mid rounds, and with this head start, I mean, he could easily he could get to forty for funsies. Yeah, realistically, like even if even if he just even if he just does what he did for like two. the rest of you know yeah, the yeah. last three years in New Jersey, where he's a twenty nine goal scorer with this head start, he's gonna score thirty five. I mean, right. it's hard thirty five and seventy four. It's just like he cool. like, it's and not, I think as history gets better too, like his assist total is just gonna grow, right? As long as he's on that top, yeah. Line. It's just it's a, just another source of goals, really. It's me. not a guy who's like used to be a twenty goal scorer. Now he's like doing really well. Yeah, it's yeah, a guy yeah. that was a thirty goal scorer. I still don't think the assists are gonna be plentiful, but yeah. He'll score, he, like he's for sure scoring thirty. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's that's a given. Yeah, which is nice. But he's also a so guy. He's also a guy that I would be trying to sell high on at the same time. Um, just because yeah. he's just not the sexiest name though. Like he was a hard grinder for like the first five years of his career. I just feel like he's yeah, such a tough sell on the that, fantasy yeah. market. But like at the same time, like some people would be like, "Oh my god, equals eight games." I know, maybe I would maybe. be offering him up like yeah. crazy. But yeah, I guess he has to be pretty selective. Like yeah. you got to go after the biggest noobs in your league. At yeah, this point. I mean, some people don't even know what a shooting percentage is. Yeah, and he's shooting thirty point eight. Yeah. Uh, let's rip through these next couple here. Thomas Shabbat, trick or treat. Uh see, this is tough because like. Uh, it's a bit of a trick, right? Right? Like he's got three goals, ten assists yeah, on the year. It's a big trick. Uh, he's not going to come anywhere close to maintaining a point per game. Uh, but if we're comparing it to draft stock, which apparently we are, like it's a super treat because he should be fantasy relevant for the rest of the year. Uh, definitely worth a roster spot in redraft leagues at this point. A lot of his production is due to an uptake in ice time. Uh, 22 minutes, 24 seconds. What happened to Jay Carlson, eh? Yeah, compared <laughs> to 17 and a half too. last season. Well, he was a rookie last year too, right? He was, he was due for an uptake either way. Uh, but he's shooting 14.3% on actually 15.6, both incredibly unsustainable for a D-man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect him to settle in around, you know, 45-point pace by the end of the year, which, like I said, super rosterable. Obviously upside for more than that. Than that. Uh, young defenseman, shown to have a lot of offensive skill and production as well. Uh, but like I said, we're expecting a lot of regression from the centers yep. in general, and exactly. I think Chabot's going to be a big part of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's exactly what I'd written. This team's, you know, kind of surprised us, and he's been one of them. But um, this is for sure a sell high candidate right now. Yeah. Um, move him early, be like, yeah, he's playing for game. He's only twenty two. You can do it. Um, if that, I think. Um, but yeah, Chabot, I uh, he's been an absolute treat so far, but he's gonna trick you the rest of the way. <laughs> and nice. as we've talked about with other people, huge, huge destroy to your minus. I believe with him so far, he's been a positive this year to start. But uh, don't be fooled. Just tricking you guys long, long term. <laughs> no, like, he's a guy that I bumped up his numbers a lot yeah. uh, in terms of projections. Deservedly so. Yeah, yeah when uh, when Carlson got traded, because now he is the top he dog is Carlson. there. Yeah. Uh, I think they literally call him Carlson. They're I think, like, converted. yeah. <laughs> I think he's a treat just in the sense of he literally was, like, borderline undrafted because um, he, like, everybody thought they were going to be, like, the Red Wings right now. Yeah. Like everybody thought, they Ottawa, will be. Everybody be, thought Ottawa was gonna be that show. bad, and like it, it's to the point where like their their top six is so capable inside. capable enough, yeah. and that power play is capable enough for him to sustain, um, like 
if you would have said that you drafted Shabar with your last round pick or whatever, and he ends up finishing the year with forty five or forty mm-hmm. even, it's just yeah, it's a yeah. stud. Andy it's a steal. Yeah, like, well, I, I, mean, I expect like a forty five yeah. point pace from this point out, yeah, which would yeah. obviously puts him above fifty. On but just yeah, don't expect and, point per game. And but like that is so much like he's a guy that's literally at the bottom of everybody's roster. Like, he's yeah. your fourth defenseman. He's your fifth defenseman, and he's. He's going to be good all year. Yeah, I, mean, I just these I, numbers are going to drop a little bit. But yeah, and I think I'm in standard leagues, like the so plus minus know. might get pretty tough to handle uh, at some point. But and like, but he also is a kid that literally just destroys juniors. Like, yeah, it's not like he's just at this. Like Maxime Lejoie is a fucking trick. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> he probably not so much. Uh, all right, D, our boy Timo Meyer, Timo, trick or treat, the pride and joy of the podcasters on this season. Uh, Keeping Meyer here. I, you know, I, I, Timo. I think this is another one that's kind of split down the middle. Uh, you know, he had 210 shots last year as a rookie, which is a big reason why we had pegged him as one of the main breakouts. Just this a year. great name, too. Yeah, racked up yeah. 35 shots in 11 games already this season. Uh, but of course, you know, like the rest of the guys on this list, shooting percentage 22.9% and on ice 14.7, uh, both drastically inflated right now. I imagine he'll settle in around a 60 point pace, so still a big treat in that sense. Combined or compared to what he was expected to go for early on in the year, uh, 30 goals certainly doable. How much he's shooting the puck right now? I don't think he'll be a point per game at this point. It's kind of weird that he's uh, drastically outproduced everyone else on his line. Yeah, um, or yeah, everyone else. Like Pavelski. The, yeah, everyone yeah. else. You know, maybe aside from Hurdle in the Sharks' top six right now. Uh, it's kind of strange, and that's a big part I don't expect to keep up. You know, you think Pavelski and Kane eventually take. Uh, the bulk of the offense production there in San Jose, uh, but as long like like just a huge bright future uh, ahead of this guy. He's like 21 years old at this point, I think. Uh, former first round pick, looks 22. to be just a stud. Yeah. Uh, like I said, shoots the puck a ton. So 30 goals, I think, are uh, on the horizon this year and uh, many years to come. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Kerr is one of the most respected uh, Sharks beat reporters. One of the uh, most respected Sharks beat reporters. Well, just beat reporters. Okay. But, I was hey, gonna say, uh, sorry, he's, a beat, he's a beat. Re- most respected beat writer for the Sharks, I should say. Yeah, okay. uh, one of the most reliable sources uh, for me at DFO. Uh, he wrote a story today about how Myers kind of turned into one of the more dominant uh, power forwards in the league, at least early on in this season, and I think that bodes well. A guy that we were so high on coming into the year, on pace for 260 shots. I'm game for that all day. Uh, even just at his 10% that he shot last year, that's still 26 goals. But with this head start, I think, like you said, over 30 for sure. He's just one of those guys. Um, like it's not like Fiala where he just like dropped down quick. Like Myers locked into that role. No, yeah, like, that that, that line is so year, good. Yeah. That line's so good. Um, even like when Thornton comes back, like Myers' job's not in jeopardy. Yeah. He's not one that's getting bumped out of the top six. Uh, treat for me, Beebs thinks treat for you or what? Treat for me, kind of what we expected last year from him. Actually, um, not what we expected, but what we kind of hope for I guess when he did slot in that top six um and, but, but I mean like you said shoots the buck a ton bodes well for fantasy numbers been a treat so far you definitely probably didn't draft him until later on so um I like him plays both wings all right the last one uh for this show a guy that we kind of shit on a little bit so we're gonna have to kind maybe, of wins maybe eat some crow here on this one uh his dad is from my hometown, Bell River, Ontario. Our hometown. Mom, yeah, you're playing hockey for this. That doesn't mean you grew up there. You're not from Bell yeah, River. Kid gives Bell 16 River. years of his hockey career to the city, and yeah. he gets no respect. Yeah. You're a bigger winter. You're a bigger Bell River alert than Max Domi, but well, he's a lake. Sh- like we're all Lakeshore in a sense. We all got. Anyways, does not does, coach? does yeah. not yeah. does not matter. Most interesting. I'm out. Max Domi, <laughs> trick or treat. Beebs, you're on fire right now. Trick or treat, Max Domi. 
Max, I don't know. I just can't even breathe. I'm not being considered a <laughs> right, no, no. He is he's a treat this year because a lot of people were shitting on Max Domi to start this year, which they probably should have. And it looked like they had lost that deal. Um I don't again, I'm I'm, I'm like right I wanna call this one down the middle, I wanna call him a trick and a treat. Yeah. Um because Again, Montreal is not as good as they seem. At least, I don't, yeah. Like they're not a playoff team. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, and uh, that line's been pushing production. Quite, yeah, I think quite, it's a treat yeah. in the sense that we didn't expect we didn't him expect to be anything. We yeah. didn't expect him to be rosterable. Yeah. And he looks like he might be old Max Domi. And he, I'm pretty sure he still carries left wing eligibility, he does, right? Yeah, which is big. Um, you know, 23.8 shooting percentage. Obviously, not going to keep going. 11.1 on ice, also pretty high. Uh, so. Bit of a trick yeah. there, in a sense. PP one, but I think he finally is about to top his fifty-two points yeah. that he said as a rookie. But I, I think he falls in somewhere between like fifty-five and yeah. I don't points. see him pushing over six. Yeah, so I think he's like bottom of the roster. I don't expect much more from him, but I, you know, I think he's like certainly worth a roster spot uh, for the duration of the season at this point. You would think, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, it's a treat uh, based on the sole fact because we basically just shit on this trade uh, from the standpoint that the. <laughs> The Canadians needed goal scoring, and that's not what he is. But we've seen him, you know, he, he scored 18 in his rookie season, which was fine because he shot uh, 156 shots on net. And after that, he was just like, yeah, I don't shoot anymore. This year, he's on pace for uh, 172 shots, which is nothing crazy. Yeah. Uh, he's still, a, a, you know, primarily a playmaker, but two shots per game for Max Domi. We'll take that at this point. This is a guy that had 108 a couple years ago. I mean, he only played 60 games, but... Two shots per game, I'll take it, towards, yeah. and like he can score 20 goals it's at this no pace. No Zubinja at five. But. No, definitely not. But anyways, I uh, hope you guys, we had to cut it a little bit short. We were going to talk about a few more players, get some Twitter questions, but this is, uh, we don't want to lose all of our faithful uh, yeah. iTunes people that said, I love the length of this podcast, and go like an hour we're 45. We're going to an audio book if we keep going. <laughs> yeah, so. no kidding. I hope you guys enjoyed season four, episode 10. Uh, apparently, the only time we ever get spicy on the mics is when we talk about tricks and treats. But uh, What's a passion about trick or treat? <laughs> enjoy the Blue Stones. We'll see you guys back here next week. And before you peace, make sure you join our DraftKings contest, which will be tweeted out tomorrow morning. Tuesday, special DraftKings contest. Excellent. Yes, I think it's 12 games. Uh, we'll be running one every single Tuesday through the end of the season. Uh, for now, only 25 people per. If you guys start filling it up earlier, uh, we will up it. But $5 entry. The more people, the more money you can win. Join our DraftKings. Keep it locked on our Twitter account tomorrow morning. Season 4, episode 10. See you guys here next week. If you dress like Brock, send in a pick. Peace.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.